Have you ever struggled with quickly building good relationships with your colleagues in a new job? Does it feel weird to schedule so many meetings and ask so many questions? Those first few weeks in a new job are a critical time period. In this episode, I share some strategies for building rapport quickly and not feeling like you're imposing on people when you're trying to learn the ropes in a new job. This is Invincible Career, and I'm Larry Cornett. One of the happiest moments when I coach people is the day they accept a great job offer. I mean, of course they're happy to get a job offer, but they're relieved also to put the stress of the job search and endless interviews behind them. And it is, it's stressful. It's time consuming. You just don't know what your future is going to look like. So you get that job offer, you're pretty happy. (laughs) And of course, they're looking forward to starting something new. However, an interesting thing happens within sometimes minutes. (laughs) That relief that they're feeling is soon replaced with just a little bit of anxiety. They know they need to hit the ground running with their new employer. They want to make a good impression in that critical first 90 days. And I've written about the first 90 days before. I'm getting ready to turn that into a book. So if that's something you might be interested in, you can subscribe to my newsletter at newsletter.invinciblecareer.com. I'm sure I'll make an announcement about it. So in the, the first 90 days, in those first few weeks even, one of the most essential tasks is meeting people and starting to build relationships. No one works alone. You know, unless you're a solopreneur, you're not working alone. If you take a job with an employer, you're going to have coworkers. And I don't care how great you are at what you do. If you work in a company with a team, your success depends on those relationships. It does. If you have great relationships, work is going to go a lot better for you. So in those first few weeks, some of your goals probably include starting things off on the right foot with your colleagues, you know? Getting off to a good start. Learning the organizational structure. Some companies are good about sharing this. Sometimes it's a little mysterious. You got to talk to people. But the one thing that's not going to be listed on any company intranet is all of those hidden underlying team dynamics. And so one of your goals is trying to uncover that and that power structure. It's going to be often quite different from the formal organizational structure. Who are the people of influence and power in the company? Another goal is understanding how things get done. Some companies are great about documenting things. Many are not. And sometimes what's documented isn't the reality of how things actually get done at the company. Another goal is identifying all of those pitfalls and gotchas that can sabotage a new employee's career at the company. Some of that's going to be the unspoken rules. 
how you behave, what you can say, what you can't say, who to be careful around. (laughs) Another important goal is finding out what has been working well and what's not working so well in the organization or the company. This is especially important if you're coming in as a leader, if you're going to be the manager. You know, another goal is getting to know people, who they are, what they do, what they want to accomplish, and most importantly, what makes them tick? What motivates them? What do they want from their career and their life? And then finally, another goal should be finding out how you can add value and improve things. How can you demonstrate that you were a great hire? in those first few weeks. And there really is no better way to tackle these goals than to meet with people one-on-one. Whether you're going to do that in person now, some companies are back in the office, or over Zoom. One way or the other, the best way to hit this is to meet with people one-on-one. It's more difficult and it will take a lot longer to build good relationships with people in group meetings, just not personal enough, or through Slack chats. It's just really hard to get to know somebody through chat or even during your everyday project work. Yeah, you just can't beat the one-on-one meetings. And I'm a hardcore introvert, so I understand if some of you listening are thinking, no way, I do not want to schedule so many one-on-one meetings when I start a new job. Or you feel bad about it. I was just talking with a, a new friend on Twitter about this. He's starting a new job, and he was like, how do I schedule all these one-on-one meetings and not annoy people? How do I make them useful? But it really is the best way to establish a connection with someone and to build rapport with people quickly. And that's why I wrote this newsletter. If you want to go to newsletter.invinciblecareer.com, this is How to Build Good Relationships in a New Job, issue 373. But that's why I uh, wrote the article and I'm recording this episode. Because I think there's a way to do this without feeling like an imposition. In those goals, all those goals that I just listed, it does sound like a lot of meetings. And it is. It's a lot of meetings. When I started uh, my last new job, this is many years ago, I've been uh, self-employed for over 12 years now. Um, But the last time I started a new job, I spent the first two weeks in dozens and dozens of one-on-one meetings every week. Yeah, I was meeting with people all day long. And it helped. It really helped me start things off on the right foot. And I know some people get stressed about this. They feel like they're imposing on people. I mean, they know that everyone is busy with their work and they're concerned that doing this will annoy their colleagues with all those meeting requests. That's the last thing you want to do, right? You don't want to start off being annoying. But I'm here to tell you, don't worry about it. People know that a new employee is in learning mode and they're trying to absorb as much institutional knowledge as possible. And that's the only way to do it. 
stuff is just not documented. Some stuff is just too nuanced. People expect to hear from you. In fact, this is kind of funny. If someone doesn't hear from you, if you don't schedule a meeting with them, they worry they are somehow not seen as possessing useful knowledge or any useful information. They're wondering, why doesn't the new person want to meet with me? Why didn't my new manager schedule a one-on-one with me? That's not a good sign. So here's the secret. The secret to making these one-on-one meetings valuable is to ensure they aren't a one-way street. You aren't just meeting people for your personal benefit. Yeah, you're going to annoy people if it's just me, 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 what you want, what you need. You should also ask questions and find out what your colleagues need most. How can you help? How can you make their lives better? New leaders in particular can authentically reach out and meet with people across the organization with a genuine interest in learning and getting input on how to improve things moving forward. There are always issues and problems, always. Sometimes people feel like the previous leader, if you're replacing that person, that previous leader or manager didn't listen to them or didn't care. Sometimes they feel like the current leadership up the kind of up the leadership chain doesn't understand them, doesn't really understand their needs. You'd be surprised how much people open up. I've had people open up even in interviews where I used this strategy as part of the interview process. Me asking what I should focus on when I join the company. What are the biggest problems that they would like me to tackle? And I had people be surprisingly honest and share how broken things were. That they felt like their colleagues in other organizations were pushing them too hard and not giving them enough time for their work, not respecting their contribution. They felt like the leadership didn't listen, wasn't giving them what they needed to succeed, the resources they needed. People really opened up. And the key is that you are now in a position to change all of that. And of course, being a force for good change isn't just a leader's job. So maybe you're not joining a company as a leader or manager, but no matter what your role with, is with the new employer, you can become a champion for positive transformation in the organization. So here are some questions that might help, some questions you could ask that could help guide your conversation. And of course, you can talk about all kinds of stuff. You're going to be asking all kinds of questions. They're going to be asking you questions. But the key is not to have this be kind of a useless meet and greet. I think that's what some people are worried about. They're going to take 30 minutes or an hour and it's just going to be kind of a social session, which is okay. But maybe some people feel like they're too busy for that. 
but it totally changes if you ask a few questions that are intended to really help to get to the bottom of things. One is to ask, how do our teams currently work together? So if you're talking with someone in a partner organization, if you're in a design organization, you're talking with somebody in product management or engineering, you should be asking, how do we currently work together? What's the process look like? What is the process here for doing XYZ, whatever it is, for getting a project approved, for doing reviews, for coming up with new ideas, for getting budget for something, whatever. You're going to hear things that are either going to make you feel comfortable, like, oh, this sounds like a really good working process. It seems like the teams are working well together. Or you're going to hear about some of the problems. You're going to hear some stuff and think, why are they doing it that way? I'm going to come back to that in a little bit, but it's a good fact-finding question. And then you probe a little bit more and say, well, what has been working well? People like to complain, so you have to kind of prompt folks with this. They don't usually share what's working well. It's human nature. So what's been working well? What do they feel like is a positive thing about the, the way people are working together? Ask them what they're most proud of accomplishing at the company. That'll give you a good insight into the kind of work that people are doing, what makes them feel good, what's possible. Critical one for you is what does success look like here? What is success in this company? This is a question you should be asking people that you meet, your coworkers, but also most importantly, your new manager. What does it mean to be successful here? And it may be what you think, and it may be surprising, but it's always good to know because that's how you're going to be judged. And then you can ask if people aren't revealing it, what's not going so well? What needs to change? How do you think we could improve things? And you're going to hear a lot. You're going to get a lot of information. So, uh, Make sure you're taking notes. If you're talking to a colleague in another team, you should ask, how do you think we can improve the working relationship between our teams? This is a big one. When I came in as a design leader into an organization, I got all kinds of complaints (laughs) from the partner organizations, product management's like, design's too slow. They take too long. They want to do this. They want to do that. Uh, Engineering would complain too many changes. We thought we were getting up to code freeze and things were almost done, but then design wanted more changes. So you're going to hear a lot about the working relationships and you have to hear from both sides of the the equation, both sides of the story, because it's never as straightforward as it sounds. There's always reasons that things are happening the way they do, but it's good. Capture all this information and then offer to help. You can say in my role, whatever your role is, whether you're a manager, leader, a contributor, just say doing what I do, you know, how can I help? What would you most like to see for me? It's a good question. And sometimes you'll hear things and be like, that makes sense. Absolutely. Some will say, you know, I really... I want a better sense of what's going on with the projects, what your team is working on. The previous person 
never met with me. You're only met with me like once a month. It's like, could we meet once a week? And you'd be like, yeah, that sounds absolutely reasonable, of course. So ask, what would you most like to see from me? And then be helpful, be compassionate. How can I help you specifically? This question is so powerful. And this is one that a lot of people are afraid to ask their boss, their manager, but is incredibly powerful. Finding out what people are working on, what they're struggling with, what's overwhelming them, and then saying, how can I help? What can I do? What can I take off your plate? And then a final question is super useful. Everybody you meet, you should ask, who else would you recommend that I meet? Because what tends to happen is you know maybe the obvious people you should meet, your direct coworkers or the people on your team, your partners and other organizations. Maybe people even give you a list of people you should meet. They might set it up for you. I've seen that happen. But again, coming back to that kind of hidden power structure, those underlying dynamics, even your boss or some of the other people might not know who the real decision makers are. But these people do. And they're going to tell you, you're going to start to hear some of the names repeated and be like, you should meet with this person. And you'll talk with somebody else and say, who else should I meet? And they'll say, you should meet with this person. And that's going to reveal that power dynamic. It's like, this person clearly is important. This person is someone everyone thinks I should meet. And so, of course, you should make some time to meet them. And you are going to feel like you're drinking from the fire hose. Starting a new job is very much like that. A ton of information is going to be coming your way. It's too much. Don't passively sit on these Zoom calls or in a meeting. Take notes. It's okay to take notes. It's okay to jot things down. And then later start to look for those patterns. And you'll start to uncover things like, wow, I'm hearing from a lot of different people that this part of the process is a problem. It looks like we have something we have to work on. And again, you're not going to be seen as annoying. People always seem to appreciate it and enjoy meetings like this when it comes from a place of authenticity and a genuine desire to work better together. Be real about it. You know, this isn't just some trivial thing. Oh, yeah, I'm supposed to get to know you and meet you. Hey, who are you? What do you do? What are your hobbies? You know, if you really are trying to figure out what's going on, what's working, what's not working, how can I help? People appreciate it. If you're a leader, folks will be happy that you're taking the time to learn more about them. Absolutely happy about that. They'll be happy that you want to make their lives better at work. However, there is a catch. If you ask questions and you're listening, maybe even taking notes, but you actually don't do anything about the issues, they will lose faith in you. They're soon just going to drop you into the same category as all the other other leaders who just don't seem to care. Now, that doesn't mean that you jump and literally do everything someone wants. It isn't about 
make it a knee-jerk response. But you do need to demonstrate that you heard people. You took all of that information in, you processed it, and you have some sort of response to the problems, issues, and requests. Just circle back and let people know what your plans are. Let them know that they were heard. Now, I want to share a few caveats. <laughs> there are some mistakes that you should avoid in this process. Because when you start a new job, you may be eager to please and you want to demonstrate your expertise. You want to show that you have deep knowledge, you have skills, you have a lot of experience. And when you hear people complaining about problems and making requests, you may be tempted to ride in like their knight in shining armor and you're going to slay beast and save everyone. You have a bit of a hero complex, you're going to feel that. I encourage you to slow down a little <laughs> and pace yourself. And first, don't make immediate promises. Don't make promises. I've had so many leaders make the mistake. Oh, I'll fix that. I'm going to do this. And then later they come back. Oh, there's a reason we can't fix that. <laughs> so wait until you have all the information you need and you know how you want to address things. Because sometimes you will hear about an issue and you're going to think to yourself, well, that's easy to fix. I know exactly what to do. But later you find out why that issue isn't so easy to fix. If you jump to conclusions and you made a promise, now you have to go back and retract it. And that's not fun for anyone involved. Second mistake to avoid, don't overcommit. Somewhat related. If you're ambitious and you want to make a great impression, it is tempting to say yes, of course, to everything. I'll take care of that. I'll do that. I'll look into that. You want to be helpful. You want to show what you're capable of in those first few weeks. However, it's too easy to take on too much before you know what you're getting into. And now, you're setting yourself up for failure. So resist that urge to commit to everything that you're tempted to accomplish. Another one that's unfortunate is like you have to, uh, you just can't reward threats, okay? Sadly, some people will see you as an opportunity to get what they want and kind of threaten you. I'm not making this up. <laughs> I've had it happen. One of my clients who came in as a new leader had this happen. You know, you'll have somebody say, I was promised a promotion by the previous manager, but never received it. Glad you're here. Just want to let you know, if I don't get promoted this cycle, I'm going to quit. And there could be other types of threats. I've had that. If you don't fix this problem, I'm going to go to the SVP and complain about you. It's like, don't threaten me. So you can't reward and reinforce this bad behavior. If you start to bend over backwards every time someone threatens you, they're going to quit. You're going to have dozens of people using that as a strategy to get promotions and raises. I mean, it's just not good behavior. So don't fall for it. Don't be forced into hasty decisions. That can happen. One time when I joined a new employer, I was given a list of employees that were supposedly poor performers and told I would need to manage them out. 
previous manager hadn't done anything about it. So now the new guy got to be the bad person. And I said, no, I need to get to know these people (laughs) before I make a decision like that. I didn't even know them. I'm going to fire somebody that I don't even know. And I found out that they weren't poor performers at all. They actually ended up being incredibly successful later and they've gone on to do incredible things in their careers. They just need to be working on the right projects that better leverage their talents. So don't let someone push you into a rapid decision about something like that. Don't jump to conclusions. You need to talk with everyone, capture all the information you can and process things before you can really understand what's going on. I mean, it's human nature for people only to see things from their perspective. You know, they, they really have a hard time stepping into someone else's shoes when they're having conflict, of course. And it's unfortunate, but some, some folks will. They'll point fingers. They're going to blame others. It's all their problem. It's their fault. They're not doing this. They're not doing that. And you can't jump to conclusions and say, well, what sounds terrible? We're going to have to fix that. It's like, you got to talk to all the parties involved. Get to the bottom of things before you decide what the truth is. You got to take some time to learn the company culture. Understand how people behave in the company, how they communicate in the company before you leap into action. You never know. Every company is different. Resist the urge to talk about your past employer's culture and environment and processes. You know, learn this new one. Don't just immediately say, wow, the way things were done in my old company are way better than what you guys are doing. (laughs) Uh, And I've seen that happen. I was in a company where somebody, there were, there was a tendency for people that we hired from another company to always come in and brag about that company and say, wow, you guys are messed up. My past company did this so much better than you. It's like, okay, no one wants to hear that. Every company culture is different. So observe and learn as much as possible before you start jumping into action. This next one's a little hard for friendly extroverted people. You got to be a little cautious about oversharing. If you're very trusting and friendly, you're going to rush into friendships at work. But I encourage you to take it a little bit slow. When you begin establishing trusting relationships in a new office, you really don't know who people are yet. You have to take some time to get to know who people really are. You got to figure out who are the people that I can trust. You got to understand people's reputation in the company. Be cautious. Take your time. And then finally, spend time, I guess this isn't, I got one more for you, but uh, observe, process, and learn. Like I was mentioning before, resist being that person with all the answers and talking about how you did things before. You know, there's going to be a time for that when maybe there is something you can share that could be helpful, but not in the first few weeks. You know, get, get to know the company first. Your new colleagues do not want to hear all of your great ideas for changing everything in the first few weeks. Get to know them first. Get to know the processes first. And then finally, this really is finally, you got to earn your stripes. You have to push your, you have to prove yourself before you can start pushing back hard on people. 
right? Pushing back and being little confrontational meetings, having strong opinions about how things are done. You just don't know enough yet. Or criticizing the company or criticizing people. I remember a new hire in one of the companies I used to work at. This new hire was mocking one of our coworkers in the first few weeks on the job. I think it was in the first week of the job. It didn't go over very well. <laughs> you know, our coworkers are friend. We don't know you and you're tearing them down. Not smart. So earn your stripes, learn everything you can, earn some trust first, and then you can start kind of behaving like one of the, the old timers. So if you're going to be starting a new job soon or this year, good luck. It's, uh, it's exciting, but it can be a bit overwhelming. So don't be afraid to tap into the institutional knowledge of the colleagues around you. Most people do want to see you succeed. They want to help. But make sure you show them that you want to help them succeed as well. So I hope you enjoyed this. Uh, Leave me some feedback. I'd appreciate hearing from you. Thanks. Until next time, I wish you the best of luck in becoming an opportunity magnet for the best things in life.